He's from Nebraska. He's a professional arm wrestler, and he's got a match coming up March 5th. This is We Made It, and this is Dalton Liebschwager. Shocker. How are you, sir? What's up, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Enjoying <laughs> the day. Yep. Uh, nice weather outside. We're Shit. Having. It's beautiful. All 70 degrees. I almost set it up outside. Yeah. I almost set it up outside, but then there were some douche puppets across the way that were, like, being loud, and I was like, ah, it's not going to work. Hey, neighbors, they're the worst. They're the worst. I went to Garrett's house last night uh, for the first time ever. Neighbors is not what he has to worry about. I can tell you that because he is a psycho. He lives... In the middle of, uh, the middle of nowhere is close to town compared to where he lives. I'd looked at him and said, you drive this shit every day? Why? I thought about that driving out to your place here today. I'm, really? Yeah, I only live a mile down the road from where you we should, work, so. You should see where this idiot lives. It's so far out, and it's, dude, so I pulled up, to, <laughs> oh, I pulled up to his driveway and I go, I was like, this can't be it. I was like, this is definitely not it. This is where killers live, you know? So, because his drive, because the, the, the driveway is like a half a mile long. Yeah. And I was, I, so I called him and I was like, hey, is this your driveway? And he was like, oh, you might be in the neighbor's driveway. He goes, is there a pole with like, b- like <laughs> blue and pink dots? And I was like, yeah. He goes, no, that's my driveway. I go, there's no way I'm coming up this driveway. I was like, first off, my car is not going to make it. I, it sits freaking eight inches off the ground. I was like, it's not going to make it. And he was like, no, it'll make it. My, my, my roommate has a small car. I was like, bitch, why do you live where a serial killer lives? Hey, last February, that probably would have been funnel drive. Ridiculous. I was like, there is no freaking excuse for living this far out. There's no excuse for living like that. Because when you pull up to the house, it straight up looks like a Michael Myers house. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm kind of glad, uh, you, you mentioned that because when you go to, Nebraska, I mean, it's children of the corn everywhere. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's no. driving 40 minutes to an hour to, from where they work just to make it no, to, no, their, no, 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 no. to their job. It's not going to happen, man. Oh. Not gonna. So that, that brings up, so in one of our episodes we were talking, you say that, in one of our episodes we were talking about, I was driving through, like, the bum butt crack of Texas, and I was like, where, so if you got to go to Walmart, what do you do? If you want to get a gallon of ice cream, ain't no chance you're getting it. It ain't making it home. What do you do? Like, you can't enjoy the finer things in life because you live out in the middle of nowhere. Can't even have a gallon of vanilla. It doesn't make any sense. I got no clue what you got to do. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it makes sense. You, no you got me all sorts of messed up right Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess we should stop talking about ice cream then. <laughs> yeah, I went blank on all that right there. I'm like, where, where are we going with this right there? I mean. I don't know. There's no telling where this show's going to go. And ice cream is good. I haven't Heck had yeah. it in a while. Dairy Why? Shake sounds pretty good, though. Why? See, here's the problem. I know you can't see him, but Dalton's like Mr. Workout King. Got the big bulky deals. But you know what happens? When you got this fat belly, you enjoy life. See, you're eating kale and and, and, and all this shit. I, I've, been, Come on. I've been off the diet for about three months now, four months, something like that. Can you hear me fine? The mic's going in. Yeah. No, just uh, hold it up. You got to keep it right here. Oh, great. There you go. Yeah, like here. Crack. 
Do it. Do it. All right, so <laughs> I've been off the diet for a few months. I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper currently, everything like that. Uh, going to have to go back into the diet, though, get on the kale and celery and yeah. you know chicken and broccoli kind of thing. So we were talking about this. Why are you on a diet? So I'm on a diet because I have a super match coming up. <laughs> We're in negotiations for money still and uh, possible promotion, but we're in a super match. Uh, we're looking at best of seven or best of six, seventh round if needed, uh, meeting in the 198-pound class, and it will be going for one of the top ranks in the state of Texas. So so for, so what he's talking about here is you're, you're a professional arm wrestler. I'd like to think so, yeah. So how in the blue hell do you get into this? I, okay, I'll tell you this. If you want to play football, you go sign up for Pee Wee. If you want to play baseball, got pony leagues all over the place. Where in the blue hell do you sign up to be an arm wrestler? How do you even get into that? So my dad did it in the 1980s. Okay. So think about that. That's a long time ago. Right. Okay, my dad was around my age when he started. He went to a Denver mall and saw an intro for arm wrestling tournament got in it. Uh, there was like 50 people in the weight class and I don't really recall how he did, but he fell in love with the sport and ended up to be one of the top people in the Midwest by 1989. <laughs> so crazy in the Midwest region, I should say. Right. <laughs> but It's just that. So this all started from a trip to the mall, from a trip to the mall <laughs> in Denver, Denver, Colorado, the mall in Denver, Colorado had a random arm wrestling tournament and that's where, that's where it all started. That's where it all started for him, so, which then it led into me. So he, so he, arm, he starts, you said he starts in the eighties, so like yeah. early eighties, uh, 1984 if I, okay. So mid eighties. And so by 89, he's 1989, he ended up uh fifth at nationals. In his weight class, which was like 170 pounds or something like that. So he's a little smaller than you back then. Yes. Yeah. He, he's always been uh, weighed less than me after, you know, you grow up a little bit and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, football kind of kept me heavy, plus my mother's genetics and her <laughs> side of the family. It just helped me grow and attain a little bit more weight. But, no, nah, we have a very... Uh, Genetic family of big upper body, skinny lower body, <laughs> chicken legs, if you want to call my it that. Dad, my brother has chicken legs and a huge upper body. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking pull-ups from a door frame kind of thing of <laughs> upper body strength where you can just put your fingers on a door frame and start doing pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, he was always strong, though. My dad was because he worked in a meat packing plant. Really? Yeah. He worked in a meat packing plant, and he was... On a hide flusher where they would feed the hides into, like, a machine, and they'd have to keep it straight the entire time using a bunch of finger strength and hands right. to hold onto that uh, hide. Yeah, to the to the cow hide or whatnot. Yeah, so he had naturally strong hands from that, and he just ended up being good at arm wrestling because of that. I mean, that's <laughs> So so he worked. So he went straight Rocky Balboa style. He was he was basically in, yeah. He was from in a the from the beef plant of Rocky punching uh, the hangings of cows. I don't know what the term would be for that. But yeah, 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 yeah. He was in that 
kind of setting. Really? I mean, you throw on the Rocky music and here you <laughs> Yeah, here he is. Yeah. Now, I don't recommend drinking eggs, whatever you do. As we were talking about diet, do not drink eggs. What? I've always heard that's something to do. It, it's something to do. Yeah. But the egg protein goes right through you. It's not attained as much as, say, when you eat it. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know nothing about uh, I have no, I've, I'm not a nutritionist guy. I'm a fat kid. I wish I was more like that. I wish I was more like know what my brother knows what to eat. Like I go over and see what he's eating. I'm like, what the hell are you eating? I'm like, see and, and and put it like this. People, th- there's a meme on Facebook currently going around and everything of people see you eating real food and they ask you what diet you're on, and that shows how bad the diets are, or the, the yeah, that shows you how fat we are. Yeah, yeah. The nutrition here yeah. in the United States or the world, if you want to call it that. Is, yeah. so they see you eating stuff that you're, <laughs> you're, you're actually, actually supposed, supposed to eat. eat a whole chicken, some broccoli, maybe yeah. some uh, a fruit, whether it's apple, pineapple, or uh, an orange. And they're like, "Oh, what are you dieting for?" It's like, "No, I'm, I'm just eating food." Yeah, I'm just eating what I'm supposed to eat. Yeah. It's like I'm just eating an attainable diet. That's all. I mean, it's. I, I wish I could do it, man. I I just. I feel like it's a lot of work. Oh man, I t- I tell you what, I mean. You work in a candy factory. Yeah. You're eating candy all day. It's the hardest thing to do to stay on a healthy diet or not to overeat on the candy. For me, it was always the rotating. The rotating screwed my whole, like, it, like, you just can't get used to, like, you just always eat now. Like, you're just so tired that you're like, oh, I ain't cooking shit. I'm going to go home and just, I'm going to, I'm going to eat a McDonald's and I'm going to bed. That, That goes into the normal sleep cycle. Yeah. When you're on a normal sleep cycle. You're not as hungry all the time because you're not as tired. When you're more tired, you're you're more. Uh, uh, you have a sense in your body that hey, I'm tired, but I'm gonna eat because of that. Yeah, I do kind of have to eat to because you're bored. Thing. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it throws off your entire eating schedule when you're on a day shift, for example. Breakfast in the morning, have a lunch, dinner. You know, a couple hours before bed, and maybe a snack before bed. Right. And you got your midnight eaters too, but when you're on the midnight shift, well, when do you wake up? When do you go to bed? Yeah. When do you eat? Kind of thing. I mean, everything's off cycle, and it throws off that circadian rhythm, which throws it all in. <laughs> I wish, like I said, man, I wish I knew more about it, but I sure don't. I don't. I don't. So, your dad goes from eighty, so eighty nine. So, how old are you? Were you born yet? No. I was the reason he got out of it. <laughs> you screwed yeah, him up, dude. I, I did. It, it was <laughs> your dad could have been a your dad could have been somebody, and now look, look at you. He, he could have very well uh, attained past what I ever have so far. I mean, when he was my age. So he gets out of it because you're born in, and they had to focus on their finances. Right. So you were born. This is eighty nine. You're born what year? Ninety three. God damn it! Are you? So he, he was still arm wrestling a little bit here and there, but they were saving money. They had to buy a house, everything like that. Yeah, I'm just a kid. Christ, how old are you? Uh, 20, 28. Yeah. That's how old I would be. Jesus. So, you're born in 93. So, when do you get into it? Uh, 2016, I went to a first tournament in Nebraska. So, this is five years ago? Well, Six? I, I always had interest in it. Right. So... That's when I went to my first official tournament. 
Okay. It was in 2016, so six years ago. Uh, it was at the Cornhusker State Games. But I, as a kid, we went to a tournament when I was in second grade, and I ended up losing to uh, a girl. She was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a guy, a kid loses to a girl. Now, granted, <laughs> she was three years older than me. Okay. Still lost to a girl. Okay. It's my bad. Hey, man, it happens. Embarrassing. But I was also a kid. I was more worried about going and playing with other kids, running around, causing trouble, and not really focusing on a tournament. Right. To where my dad ended up, I think he got first that tournament, now that I think about because. So they have kids that young doing it. Yeah. So arm wrestling is an all-sports, all-gender type Sport. Yeah. Females have it. We have a females tournament on February 19th that I will be refing up in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> it is, it is the girls? largest. It's the largest female tournament in the nation. So, so and I'm, uh, I, I'm going to say this, trying not to sound like an asshole. I'm really not trying to be that way. Are these girls huge? I mean, are they are, are they like some of them normal? I mean, like I don't want to say normal size, but are so, wh- what's the weight class? I guess what I'm asking. So. For this tournament, there's going to be four weight classes. Yeah. And it's like 0 to 150, 151 to 175, I think, 176 to 210 or 209, and then 210 plus. So these are fairly, I mean, like, they're not they're not bodybuilders. I mean, a 150-pound woman's not, that's not a big girl. No, they're, they're pretty small. Uh, yeah. I'm, cause I, look, man, it, I'm stereotype or, stereotype or not. You tell me it's a girl arm wrestler. I'm thinking she looks like Andre the Giant in a in a in a, in a, in a dress. You know, yeah, like there's some of them out there. There's yeah. There's uh, some females in Florida, uh, girls overseas in Sweden that are just just giants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rumor has it they use stuff. Yeah. But that that's any sport. Yeah. That's what are you gonna sport. do? Yeah, they can say all that all they want. That's any sport. I mean, hell, they do that. In, hell, they use they use shit in golf. Put it like this, there, there's no, some people can say somebody on steroids or testosterone or anything like that is going to be better, but when it comes down to it, I've beaten plenty of people who are on steroids, Yeah, and I'm pretty natural, so, I mean, all I've done is creatine and protein, and right. those have been uh, natural, as they say, since you can get that stuff in your normal food. Right, 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 right. But, so is it a, do they, do they test? Uh, certain organizations do. The organization that I won nationals in in 2021, they test uh, for they, – they go through the WADA. Uh, do they really? So they go that high, huh? They, they're, they're trying their best to get into the Olympics. It's a sport that you're surprised is not in the Olympics. Oh, are they trying to get arm wrestling in the Olympics? Yes. Really? They, they've been trying that for a long time now. Really? I mean, you're trying – since the 70s, they've been trying to do that, and they haven't accomplished it yet, but – you look at the Olympics committee, some of the sports they're allowing in there. It's it's weird that they'll think about taking out wrestling, but then add in some random sport. Yeah, curling or some shit like that. Yeah. What's, is that the one where they're... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the bro- that's the sweeping and the, and, the, and the ice. Yeah. It's entertaining. When I watch it on TV, I'm like, oh, what is this? Look, man. I've and then it's like, oh, hey, what's the athletic ability in that? My whole deal is it, it was back like it was back when when the poker boom hit, and they were yeah. trying to call it a sport. And I was like, first off, if you could smoke a cigarette and do it at the same time, not a sport. 
I was well, like, "Well, I mean, look at football back in the '60s. That's okay, you had you're not you don't sideline smoking cigarettes. That's you're not smoking catching a pass. You're not smoking catching a pass. True. And number two, if you can, if if you look like me and you're a professional athlete, <laughs> stop. Well, stop have you it. Seen some of these linemen. I mean, okay. there's plenty of guys. So you say that, and and you, if you want to put arm wrestling in sport, there's plenty of guys that look like you or myself or anything like that that. I hear you, except for they're athletic. <laughs> so a lineman looks like me. He can also run a 4-5. <laughs> Ooh, a lineman run a 4-5, by golly. 4-6, whatever. You know, if I run the four, if I go out there and run the 40 right now, you know what my time is going to be? 5-5. Five, next, five. next Tuesday. Oh, That's what my time is going to be. Next I, Tuesday. I'd bet a 5-5. Five, five. I'd, I'd give some, you some hope in there. Not that. a chance. Not a chance. My, I'd blow my knee out 20, 20 meters in. I'd blow my knee out. Well, i tell you this. I mean – I look at some of the sports out there, powerlifters. Yeah. Would you say they're athletic? I mean, they got to be. So, if you told me, okay, I'll I'll put it to you this way. If you told me to go over there and and pick that bar up the way they do, put a small weight on there, something that I can handle. Okay. And you told me to put that on there, I think I could learn it. But if you tell me to go, I can't do what they do. I can't pick it up like they pick yeah. it up because there's a form to it. There's a there there's a there's a progression to what they're doing. They're not just going over there and hulking this shit off the ground. That's not how it works. Because if so, your back's going to fly in halfway across the room. That's so true. yeah, so there is a an athletic. There's there's athleticism to it. Okay, so you got your natural athletes, the guys right. who are in the NFL, right, 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 right. playing baseball, and, all and then that. there's learned athletics. There's learned or progressive athletics, right. say powerlifting, strongman. Yeah. Uh, I would say arm wrestling is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these off-brand sports that are uh, after-work type of yeah type of things, and some people have it become of elite status to really make the the heavy money from it. Sure. Uh, say a lot of the strongmen, Half Thorby Arnson, Brian Shaw. Uh, you got your big power lifters out there, but then arm wrestling, it's kind of growing into that, but not so much. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, and you take take arm wrestling. If I go, I, you take a guy my size, yeah. and you take a guy my size on the other side. If I don't know what the hell I'm doing, he's going to rip my arm off my body. <laughs> More than likely, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is It doesn't matter. I, I, okay, so that dude is not running – down a field and catching a football. No. But if that, okay, that same football player that just ran down the field and caught the ball gets on an arm wrestling table, he's going to get his arm ripped off. More so than likely. That's yeah. what I'm saying is there's, a, if there, there's an athleticism. Every, everything it's has an athleticism. athleticism. Yes. And then you got the genetically. Then you just got genetic people. freaks like the you know, name and a receiver, name a linebacker. You've exactly. got your athletic freaks. Exactly. They're, they're good at, they're, they're, it's God-given talent. You know what I'm saying? And it's how they utilize that sure. and, and utilize it within their sport. So you have that God-given talent in arm wrestling. Most people would look at big hand, a long arm lever, yeah. and in a uh, in an amateur stance, they would say, oh, the bigger bicep wins, the bigger arm wins. Never the case. Yeah. I would think it'd have to do a forearm. Is it? Is it forearm? A lot of wrist and forearm. Okay, that's uh, what it would seem to me. Because that's what you're. Every, everything starts in the hand and wrist. That's your contact point. Right. And it's a grade three lever from there. 
So you got your pivot point, which is the elbow. You got the lever itself. You have your joint, wrist joint, and you have the, say, the, the, I don't know, your hitch. Yeah, the, the actual turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, everybody thinks it's side to side, you know, going from one to a 90 degree angle, almost not using body. It is a full body sport. There have been people who have torn their groins arm wrestling. <laughs> Think about that. People have torn their groins <laughs> arm wrestling. How are you going to tear a nut to get into arm wrestling? That's <laughs> the, the pressure that the people will put on their front foot on their, the pressure that people will put on their foot that's forward. It can tear because they're coming back so hard. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. I got you. I got you. Got Imagine you. doing a hammer curl, if you want to call it that. Coming straight back, you're extending in neutral grip, and you're coming straight at your face. That's how much power is coming back at yeah. you. While at the same time, you're going sideways and coming back, everything. Everything in the upper body is used from the back to the chest, shoulder. But, yes, it does all start in the hand and wrist. And that's what I try. That's what I'm trying to say from the very beginning of this. So, I, I guess a good example I can give. So, my my ex father in law was okay. a big NASCAR guy. Oh, I love NASCAR. And I was that. like, get the hell out of my face with this turn and left bullshit. I don't watch this shit, you know. But me and him had absolutely zero in common. Nothing. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 nothing we had in common. So I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna start watching. NASCAR just yeah. so I'll keep up with it so we have something to talk about when I go over there. Well, there you go. And then what you figure out is, is there's a whole lot of shit to this. The uh, aerodynamics, they have yeah. anything from gear ratios and the wedge of a car, the, you know, anything and everything of aerodynamics <laughs> that you can find on that car and maybe just to add a little bit less weight on the inside of the car can add a totally different experience. <laughs> I mean, Dale Earnhardt. He's racing at Daytona. He's leaning all the way left into that car just to try to add more weight into it going in that direction. Even <laughs> though it's just a minimal yeah. side-to-side movement, he's trying to take all the advantage. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand about these sport. These I call it a sport. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is it's the same thing with armistice. You can look at it and go, it's two guys holding hands trying to push the other one toward, but it's not. That's not what it is. It, no. And again, no. just like I said, if you don't know what you're doing, you get your arm tore off. So you will there's something to it. You know yes. what I'm saying? There's there's something to it. It's not just going up there and hulking somebody's arm across no, the room. It's nothing. Competitive arm wrestling is nothing like you would see at a bar. Drunk. Yeah, some drunk-ass bar where two dudes decide to see who's got the bigger ding-ding. You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, two drunks doing that, they can find the sport and learn a whole lot about it. I sure. don't know how many amateurs come into the sport will try out competitive arm wrestling for one or two practices and then start bawling their eyes out because they're in so much pain in their elbow yeah. from the tendonitis. I can imagine. I mean. So uh, that being said, is there any, uh, I don't want to, I don't know how to put this. Is there any, can you wear anything? Like, uh, yeah, I'm assuming you can't wear a brace. That's cheating, ain't it? No, nothing on your arm, nothing on your hand. Uh, the only thing that can be placed around your hand is a strap. Yeah, that happens when the hands slip, right? Because you're pulling so hard against somebody else's hand, okay? Because it's all pulling motion. Mm-hmm. When you slip, they they place this strap. It's like a belted or a buckled strap around the hand. From there, you're tied together to. Yeah, you can't let go. No, 
I mean, it's all power. They say the straps don't lie, and that's a lie within itself because you can cheat in the strap itself. Really? In a ref's grip. So the rules, basically what happens is you set the grip, everything like that. You have to you have to both try to attain your own grip. After so long, 30 seconds or a minute, if you don't get that, then the ref will set you up in his yeah, what he it's what he called a ref script. Yeah, yeah, ref script. And it's trying to get the most equal uh, for both wrestlers as you can, and that's meaning the webbing of the hand from basically the tip of the finger to the top of the thumb, and if that all has to be even, and then along with that, everything has to be set into the middle of the table itself because just the slightest advantage of one side or not to the table can give that wrestler an advantage. Right. Give them a, right. Right. Especially if it's a short arm versus a long arm or anything like that. So this is a brain dead question, but I am going to ask because I mean, from what little I've watched, I don't, I, don't, I haven't watched it a lot. But from what little I've watched on TV, so they do the whole handset thing, and, and the ref doesn't have to step in. Like you know, they get yeah, set, they get their own grip, the, and everything. Why does it start so damn fast? Like there's not a go or not. It's like there's not even a go or not. They just go yeah, and it, it starts and you're like, who's a go? Like who? exactly. And, and so how do you know? Like who? How do you start it off? That goes like, per the rules and whose whose organization you're under. So there was an organization out there called WAL World Arm Wrestling League. Okay. They were hyped up from about 2014 till about COVID hit, 2019 something like that. That was the seasons that they had. They had. What would that be, uh, five seasons? Yeah, five seasons or so. And the rule set that they had was set up as fast as possible, ready to go. And the pullers are already going before the ref even says ready to go. And it was there like that for entertainment, okay? Really, a rule set per regulation, ready is supposed to be a question. Are you ready? Oh, are you ready to go? And then go... That's where you're hitting as fast as you can, or you're getting in a defensive position to take on somebody else's hit. But it all happens pretty fast. But it's supposed to be, <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's supposed I can't to ever be out. close your hands or close your thumbs, close your hands, ready go. God, it's so fast. It, it makes like it freaks me out every time. I'm like, did anybody say go? Yeah, it's supposed to be ready. Go. Okay. But some people say it's so fast that you're hitting on the ready anyways because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already just... When I go to tournaments, I'm listening to the ref Mm -hmm. before my match even starts because I'm getting his cadence down just so I can be fast myself. (laughs) See, See, this is that shit I'm talking about. Okay, It's like a quarterback and a defensive lineman. Right. Defensive linemen are trying to beat the offensive lineman off the ball. So he's getting ready for that set hike. Yeah. So the defensive lineman goes, well, you have a false start. There's a foul right there in arm wrestling. Oh, so they actually have a false, they have false yeah. starts? Okay, yeah. all right. You have false starts where if you have any movement in the grip, it's a false start, or if you go before the go. All right. Then that equals a foul. Depending on the organization you're in, two fouls or three fouls is a loss. Oh, so you can get your ass kicked. You, you, you can lose on to nothing. That's how I lost at Worlds. <laughs> okay. So, wait, wait, that, wait, That's how I lost at Worlds. We can go into that. You got, so wait, okay, okay, okay. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up a minute. So, you go, so you go state, I'm assuming. Am I going, am I, you go state, nationals, worlds, how this goes? 
most of the stuff is open. Oh, okay. Now, so it's okay, okay, okay. okay most of it's open. So Texas State Championships is an open tournament. Okay. Nationals is an open tournament. So meeting anybody can go. Anybody. I can walk in and go, hell, I want to try this out and get my arm ripped off. Somebody from Russia could go to U.S. Nationals. And and win it. And win U.S. Nationals. No shit. It's basically a U.S. Open, if you want to put it like that. Oh, wow. Now, Worlds is a different subject. Worlds, you have to be qualified from your respective country to compete. Okay. So, where do they hold Worlds in different places? They do. So, So, where'd you go? I went to Orlando, Florida. It was the first world championship held in the United States in over a decade. That's cool, but it's also kind of got a blow at the same time. Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh, where am I going? Like Sweden? Am I going to Russia? Where am I going? They're like, you're going to Florida. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Exactly. Like- <laughs> and, and there's multiple nationals because there's different organizations. And that's the tough part about it. Just like powerlifting or strongman, there are different organizations that hold in their retrospect nationals. So you got, so you got a boxing problem. Yes, you got too many commissions. Exactly. Okay. And they tried to unify it, and somehow I think they tried to unify it back in 2019. COVID hit. A lot of stuff was shut down. A lot of uh, venues were canceling on tournaments that nobody could really do anything. So everybody just kind of went back to all being on their own, even though there was a worded agreement that there was going to be a unified. United States Nationals. So, organizations that matter. Not not like, uh, you know, if we're using, like, let's take the UFC. You've got the UFC, you've got Bellator, yeah. you've got PFL. Pass that, go fuck yourself. Nobody knows who you are. So, organizations, how many actually are relevant? Uh, you have five, four? There was the entertainment one called WAO. Okay. And that's the one I, you think you showed me before. Yes, WA. You showed me that one. That was, it, there hasn't been anything out of it since COVID hit. And Steve Kaplan was running it, a big money guy, business guy that was just trying to get a little bit of entertainment out of it. Uh, that kind of went into the water. Contracts have expired from people, everything like that. Since then, we have, uh, or even prior to that, there was WAF, okay. which is World Arm Wrestling Federation. And that is known worldwide as being the top. That's your granddaddy. That's the granddaddy of them all. Okay. I mean, that's that's what the world assumes to be number one organization. That's your UFC of the... Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. That's, if you want to compete, that's the place to go. Right. Now, there were some politics involved where drug testing was... I believe it was drug testing was involved that caused... A new organization come out, which was called IFA, International Federation of Arm Wrestling. That's where I won nationals, was in the inaugural event for that. Okay. And that was held in Dallas. It's going to be held in Dallas again this year. So, are, is, so is that's one you're part of? Yes. Still? Yes. I'm not trying to get into your business, so if you, if you can't answer that, fine. No, you're fine. Are you, are you contracted through them? No. You're not so you're a free agent. That's just where you choose to go, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So you could essentially could go, go I, to the other one if you wanted, but you prefer this one if they allowed me to. Yes. Okay. There was a rumor that went around saying that if you went and competed at this at their world's event, 
you would not be allowed at the other. Right. But who knows when it's based off of that because people will also argue the Russian A1 tournament has more talent in it than either of those organizations combined. The ru- you'd see the Russian, the Russian Open. Well, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. Russians are crazy. Russians are unbelievably <laughs> yeah, strong. they're crazy. There's a video going viral right now about uh, two Russian guys arm wrestling a bear, a, a grizzly bear. Jesus. I saw one. This was some Russian. It had to be some Russian shit. Now, I, didn't, I don't know that it was Russian, but it has to be some Russian shit. They had some arm wrestling shit where they were arm wrestling and punching each other in the face. Have you seen that one going around? Kickboxing, arm wrestling, it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know the rules of it. Yeah. It's also like the slap thing that's gone viral. Ah, that's retarded. I mean, yeah, that's stupid. Now, there are some arm wrestlers that if they were to get into that slap sport, whatever you want to call it, well, is, sure. is it a sport? Is it a bunch no. of guys from it's the a, It's a bunch of idiots. Exactly. I think a lot of the arm wrestlers would win just because their hand is so huge. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to see anybody's head go into the second row. That's not no. what I want, want to see. That's gross. But I'll throw up. As far as arm wrestling, there's some crazy stuff that goes on, like the the Russian and the bear and everything like that. So there's so you got two. Is there's no third really? Those are your top, and then everything else is just kind of. Eh. As far as competitiveness, yeah. yes. Now yeah, there's yeah. the entertainment, sure. The WALs. There's another one overseas called PAL, Professional Arm Wrestling League, or something like that. Uh, that's an all entertainment one. So they have what they call is the top eight. You're invited into it, and it's basically the top eight in the world which compete in it. And it's a bracket. It's a bracketeered tournament to where it takes, like, two years to get down to the number one guy because they're having... The hell? Yeah. It's a two-year tournament? So you think about it like this. Arm I'm losing fucking interest, like, pretty fast. Arm wrestling is like boxing in a sense. You have to recover. Right. Okay, you have to have your recovery time after a match. Well, if you're having a best-of-six match, you're going to want some recovery time before your next match. So this thing that you were talking about earlier, this best-of-six, this is not like a three-day event or anything. This is like we're talking over a, a year span? No. Oh, okay, okay. This is a separate. What I'm doing is separate. Okay. All out here in Texas. All right. It's strictly for Texas, okay. rankings, everything like so that. So you say, damn, if it's arm wrestling do for a year? Like, arm wrestling can be an all-year-round thing, yeah. but... This PAL, Professional Arm Wrestling League Overseas, they hold it in Poland every every few months. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they uh, – people who are invited come in and, and compete. And then they get down to the top two or whichever it may be, and that's where the winner of the top eight tournament will win. So who's Jordan right now? Michael Jordan, uh, who's like Jordan, the greatest of all time. Well, who's Jordan? Who, who? Okay, I'll tell you what. Not who's the greatest of all time. Who's LeBron right now? Who's who? Who's the oh. who's the best right now? So the best right now, yeah. is a guy named Levon Sagnashvili. Jesus Christ! He's out, of, say again? he's out of Georgia, the country Georgia. Oh, I thought you meant. I was like, is this some guy named Levon no. Sagnashvili out of Georgia? Like, no, the the country Georgia, way okay. over in Europe, somewhere in Europe, wherever Georgia. So at. he's the man. He's the man to beat. He has a match coming up in, I believe, June at, uh, it's called King of the Table. But where where is this being held at? Dubai. Why does Dubai do everything? Dubai is amazing. Have you seen that place? I mean, I know. I watch Fast and Furious and I want to go there. I mean. They do everything there. 
Like they're they they anything that has to do with any kind of this stuff. Like mm. they ain't big into baseball, but you know, they're anything that the you know boxing, UFC, arm wrestling stuff. They're yeah. they're into all that shit. That's probably due to COVID right now. I mean, a yeah. lot of stuff was held in Vegas before, but now it's being held in Dubai, and that's based off who lives there currently, which is Larry Wheels. He's uh he's popular on YouTube, popular within strongman community and mm-hmm. powerlifting. He's only like 25 years old, but he's got promoters and these money guys that are bringing these guys over. Rumor had it they brought this guy over from the United States here, paid him $30,000 just to compete, basically lose, 57-year-old man, who's also known as the greatest of all time, to compete and lose. And they paid him $30,000 to do so. Damn. So he's that considered, this dude's considered the greatest of all time. That you, yes. It, so what's his name? John Brzezink. So he's the he's Jordan. He is the Jordan, the greatest of all time. Yeah. Uh, won his first big event in 1985. And Damn, from man. there on, he was winning almost everything. Could never be beat. Weighed 200 pounds, something like that. And uh, oh, I got to see what this guy looks like. What's his name? John Brzezink. He looks oh. like your average everyday guy. Really? Look but up. he's an airline mechanic. And he's done that. And he got into that so he could fly to events for free. John. B-R-Z-E-N-K. Oh, yeah, that came up quick. That's the guy, huh? Yeah. He's a big guy. I, I mean, he's, yeah, he's bigger than me, but I, that's not what I was thinking he was going to look like. Right now he weighs, he's getting down to two, 210, I think, is what he has to weigh for this next match he has. Uh, but he's 57 years old, but he's been doing it since he was 14. So, and his dad did it. Uh, his brother used to do it. Everything like that. But he is known as the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yep. Uh, but he had this event in Dubai. Hey, and Have you seen him live? Yeah. He was uh, here in Texas back in October uh, in San Antonio for an event against a uh, somewhat of a training partner of mine. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, a guy from Russia named Dmitry Kachin. And Dmitry is one of the only guys I have met to be able to break my wrist back. And when I say that, when you're pulling people, literally bring the wrist back and crack it back. There's not a whole lot of people who can do that that I've met or faced off against. Right. Practice, it can happen. Practice yeah, sure, sure, is all sure. ego. Yeah. But in a match itself... There's not many people who can do it. He's done it. <laughs> and he did it to the greatest of all time, which is known for having the greatest wrist of all time because, as we said earlier, wrist strength plays a lot into it. If you get the wrist, you more than likely 80% of the time win if you can control somebody's wrist. <laughs> and he took John's wrist and bent it all the way back and was probably two, two to three millimeters away from pinning him. And he just couldn't finish it. And John is just all on bicep and then just plowed through it sideways, unorthodox type way. Oh, so but he so he beat him. He, he came back from John, the brink John, and got him? Yeah, John what the? won undefeated <laughs> against this Dimitri guy. And the whole crowd went wild on how he did it. But for being 57 years old, going against a guy who's roughly in his early 30s to mid 30s, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, 
We haven't even scratched the surface yet. I don't feel like. So you'll come no. back, right? Yeah. You gonna come back? Yeah. All right, we're coming back, and we're gonna we're gonna pick up where we left off because I gotta hear. This is insane. We've been all over the place a little bit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Is. There's quite a bit on it. Oh, we're gonna talk some more. All right. See you then. <laughs> Later, man.